are Locked On Blackhawks, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into Locked On Blackhawks. Today is Tuesday, September 22nd, 2020. I am your host, Jack Bushman, tuning in for the 213th episode of Locked On Blackhawks. As always, be sure to subscribe to the podcast for free wherever you may listen to your podcast, whether that be through Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Google Podcasts. You'll be able to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day, so please be sure to go do that. Also, please go follow our Twitter page, which can be found at capital L, capital O, underscore Blackhawks, with some really good stuff being posted there every day. Alright, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you all are off to a good start to your Tuesday so far. To kick things off today, we have to start by congratulating Blackhawks forward Dominic Kubalik for being named to the NHL All-Rookie Team yesterday, and he was also announced as the third-place finisher for the Calder Trophy Award for the NHL Rookie of the Year, so a pretty big day for the 25-year-old Czech winger, and it was well-deserved after he had one hell of a first season in the NHL leading all rookies in a handful of major categories such as even strength goals, even strength points, goals with 30, and he also led all rookies in shots on goal. Uh, And Kubelik also became just the fifth player in Blackhawks franchise history to score at least 30 uh, regular season goals as a rookie, joining quite the impressive list of Steve Larmer, Daryl Suter, Artemi Panarin, and Eric Daze. So, yes, quite a sensational rookie season from a then 24-year-old Dominic Kubelik. And he joined Montreal's Nick Suzuki, Buffalo's Victor Olofsson, Colorado's Kale McCarr, Vancouver's Quinn Hughes, and Columbus's Elvis Mers Lincolns on the all-rookie team. That's a very strong uh, bunch of first-year players on that list. And then not only did Kubelik make that team, but he also finished as high as he could have in the Calder Trophy voting as there was no way he was going to get more first or second place votes than Kale McCarr or Quinn Hughes. And in the end, Kale McCarr came away with a whopping 116 first place votes. He got 116 out of 170. And McCarr also didn't wind up with any vote lower than second place. So he kind of ran away with it a little bit. But Quinn Hughes finishes in second place, which is also well-deserved after a tremendous season with the Canucks. And then Dominic Kubelik comes in third. He finishes with two second-place votes, which was a little surprising. Uh, He saw 75 third-place votes, which was the most of any player. And then he had 48 fourth-place votes to finish with a total of... 554 points, a significant chunk behind Hughes for second, but still over 100 points higher than New York Rangers defenseman Adam Fox for third place. So, a majority of the voters did feel like Kubelik was a top three rookie in the league this season, and I'm really glad to see him getting recognized for all of his accomplishments this year because... Throughout the season, it, it really felt like he wasn't getting the recognition that he deserved. Like, 
I swear, Victor Olofsson was always being talked about more when he was healthy during the beginning of the season. And same with John Marino out in Pittsburgh, Evis Merz-Lincolns out in Columbus. And don't get me wrong, all those guys are really good players. They had really good rookie seasons. But put some respect on Dominic Kubalik here, people. Like, I felt like that wasn't happening at all during the regular season. And maybe it was... Kubalik at the end of the year, he kind of went on a big uh, run in January and February, and he also exploded onto the scene in his playoff debut with five points. That could have possibly caught some of the voters' attention. That was an NHL record, after all. Um, and Kubalik went on to add three more points in the next eight games to finish third on the Blackhawks in playoff points. So. Kubalik certainly showed his value this year, and that's why he's a must-re-sign if you're the Blackhawks. And I know the numbers are going to be tough with Dylan Strome looking for a contract extension at the moment. And then there's also the situation with Corey Crawford in the number one goaltender position. But Kubalik, he has shown flashes of what Artemi Panarin did as a rookie here a few years back. And Stan... You really messed that one up for us, buddy, so please do not do the same with Dominic Kubalik. I know it's going to be a challenge to bring everyone back that we want, but if one guy deserves to be re-signed out of the bunch of pending free agents, I would have to say that Dominic Kubalik is hes either priority number one or he's priority priority number 1B right next to Corey Crawford because he has superstar potential. He was a, a dominant player all at, at even strength this season, one of the best in the NHL in points per 60 minutes of ice time, actually. And if Jeremy Carlton ever figures out that Kubelik also has a lethal one-timer in his arsenal as well, then he could become a dangerous weapon at the right circle on the power play for the Blackhawks as well. There's just so much untapped potential there, and we haven't even seen a full 82-game season of it yet, but I'm really, really excited for what Dominic Kubali could do for our top six forward group, but of course... First things first, he's going to need a new contract in the next couple of weeks before free agency begins on Friday, October 9th, and that is sneaking up on us, ladies and gentlemen. That is less than three weeks away. Don't forget, free agency begins on Friday, October 9th. That's less than three weeks away. All right, so one more time, congratulations to Blackhawks 25-year-old winger, Dominic Kubalik for being named to the NHL All-Rookie Team and also finishing third in Calder Trophy voting. Coming up in just a minute, I am going to talk about the first ever NHL awards that took place last night and I'll break down who took home what trophy. But first, I need to talk to you all about rockauto.com, the best place to shop for all your auto and body needs. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them the Lockdown Podcast Network sent you. That's rockauto.com for an amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need. Listen, we've all had our share of car problems in the past. How much easier is it when you have an auto and body shop that you can rely on? Well, rockauto.com has your back for all the car parts you'll ever need in any situation. 
One more time, check out rockauto.com for reliably low prices and an amazing selection, and make sure to let them know the Lockdown Podcast Network sent you. rockauto.com, an auto and body shop that you can trust for reliably low prices. This is the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thanks for listening today. I am your host, Jack Bushman. Be sure to check out my personal Twitter page at Jack Bushman2 and my Blackhawks Twitter page at Talkin' Hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. Also, be sure to subscribe and follow Lockdown Blackhawks for free wherever you listen to your podcasts and also on Twitter to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out every day. So we just finished talking about Blackhawks forward Dominic Kubelik finishing third in Calder Trophy voting for NHL Rookie of the Year last night as well as being named to the NHL All-Rookie Team. Now let's talk about the NHL of the virtual NHL awards a little bit, I should say. And what a night it was for Edmonton Oilers forward Leon Dreisaitl, who came away with both the Hart Trophy for being the player judged most valuable to his team, and also the Ted Lindsay Award for being the most outstanding player in the regular season as judged by his fellow players. So... Some huge respect shown for Leon Dreisaitl, and what an incredible year he put together. He had 43 goals and 67 assists for 110 points in just a, in just 71 games. Like, he still had 11 games to go. That's absolutely ridiculous production. So, he was definitely deserving of these awards. And while there certainly was an argument for players like Colorado's Nathan McKinnon and the New York Rangers' Artemi Panarin to win the Hart Trophy this year. I think the voting by the players for the Ted Lindsay Award can kind of quiet all that noise down because at the end of the day, if Dreisaitl's peers, the fellow players, felt that he was the most outstanding player in the league, and with those kind of numbers during the regular season, that's definitely a fair argument, then I think that settles the debate, at least in my opinion. Um, but everyone nominated for the heart this year certainly had a, a, an argument, honestly. David Posternock is another guy who was in consideration for what he provided the Bruins this year. But ultimately, Dreisaitl came away as the big winner last night, the big German forward out of Cologne, Germany. And if Edmonton could just get him and Connor McDavid some help up there... That team could be scary good, especially with Leon Dreisaitl only making $8.5 million. He makes $2 million less than Jonathan Taze does. That's a stupid cheap discount for what Leon Dreisaitl provides the Oilers. And they absolutely have to capitalize on that before he cashes in for a much bigger payday after his current five-year deal is up. Five more years at $8.5 million for Leon Dreisaitl. That's absolutely stupid for Edmonton. 
But taking a look at some of the other awards that were handed out last night, starting with the Vezina Trophy, that was awarded to Winnipeg's Connor Hellebuck, and he was my vote to take home that, that award because without him, the Jets probably were a bottom 10 team in the league this season because that defense was pitiful. They were without Big Buff. They had no one really to anchor it back there. They shipped out Jacob Truba. Uh, got rid of Tyler Myers. It was a disaster on defense this year for the Winnipeg Jets. But Hellebuck, he posted a 922 save percentage, and he was also second in the NHL with 31 wins this season. And he, his play got Winnipeg to the play-in series, and he is now a Vezina Trophy winner because of his efforts. I was really glad to see that. The league didn't just hand the award to Andre Vasilevsky, even though he did lead the league and wins. He's just got the most loaded team in front of him. Hellebuck definitely had to do more. He was certainly the more valuable goaltender, uh, in my opinion. So, very glad to see Connor Hellebuck take home his first career Vezina Trophy. Uh, Roman Yossi became the first Swiss player to ever take home a major NHL award last night when he won his first career Norris Trophy, which gets annually awarded to the league's top defenseman. And I knew this was going to be a close one between Yossi and John Carlson. He also played so well for the Washington Capitals during the regular season. Uh, And it was really a two-man race here between those guys. But I did think that Yossi was the biggest impact player for his team. On both sides of the puck, he really carried that Predators team this season. If you really look at them, they weren't all that good this year. But his play really got them to where they were also in the play-in series. Not to knock Carlson or even Victor Hedman, who was in the race a little bit. He's a little more focused on the Stanley Cup and the Conn Smythe right now. Uh, but anyways, Yossi, he was, in my opinion, just the best defenseman in the league. He was great all season for Nashville. Uh, such a great leader on and off the ice, and I'm really glad as well to see him getting the recognition he deserved for his play on the back end this season. The last award I want to talk about was the Selkie Trophy for the top defensive forward, and this one is always a toughie to figure out because recently it's basically been the Patrice Bergeron Award. It seems like every year he's either first or second in voting because of his dominant face-off numbers and really solid two-way play. But, like, come on. This guy, he's not the top defensive forward year in, year out. I'm sick of people just throwing him votes because they don't pay attention to a full defensive repertoire. Uh, but this season, we we did see a, a, someone other than Bergeron take home the award. Sean Couturier won the Selkie Award, this, or the Selkie Trophy, I should say, this season. Bergeron finished second in the voting, of course. Um, but two guys who I thought were very deserving as well were Philip Deneau, the former Blackhawk who's on the Montreal Canadiens, and then Anthony Sorelli for the Tampa Bay Lightning. Don't get me wrong, uh, I'm perfectly okay with Couturier winning it. He is a really good two-way forward, and he also led the NHL by winning nearly 60% of his face-offs this year. Um, and that's usually what the voters fall for, honestly, uh, because it's an actual like number they can rely on, so... 
Um, it's fine that Couturier won the award, at least the voters are consistent, but I personally would just like to see this award straggle away from face-off winning centers to just truly the top defensive forward in the game, and if it takes maybe changing the voters for just this award single-handedly uh, to get it right, then I think that should happen, because I just don't like the direction that this award is heading in, and Honestly, the same could be said for a couple of these awards, but regardless, I digress. Those are the winners of the major NHL awards that were announced last night. Every one of them certainly were deserving. And coming up in just a minute, I am going to talk about the two teams that are down to the most important NHL award that is still left out on the table, which is the Stanley Cup with Game 2 between the Dallas Stars and the Tampa Bay Lightning taking place last night as well. This is the Locked On Blackhawks podcast. As always, I am your host, Jack Bushman. You can reach me on Twitter at JackBushman2 or at TalkinHockey. Or you can also always email the Locked On Blackhawks email, which is LockedOnBlackhawks at gmail.com for any questions you have about the show, myself, or anything that has to do with the Stanley Cup final between the Tampa Bay Lightning and Dallas Stars. Okay, we just finished up talking about the first ever virtual NHL awards that took place last night where we saw Edmonton Oilers forward Leon Dreisaitl come away as the big winner. But now let's talk a little bit about that Stanley Cup final between the Tampa Bay Lightning and Dallas Stars as Game 2 between those two teams took place last night as well. And Dallas took Game 1 over the weekend by a score of 4-1, to even though... Once again, they were outshot by a significant amount. The final was 36-20 to 20 in favor of the Bolts. That seems to be the trend of the entire postseason for the Stars. Uh, but somehow they came away with a 4-1 to one victory in that game because of Anton Kudobin. But anyways, the Lightning last night, they came out with a huge victory of their own to even the series. They won that game 3-2, to two, uh, but it was a little closer than they would have liked it to be after jumping out to a 3 nothing lead in the first period. But hey... A win's a win, especially in this time of the year. It doesn't really matter how they come. All that matters is now the season is ev- uh, the series is evened up at one apiece through two games. And last night was a really competitive battle. I think that could have been a preview of how this entire series is going to go. Maybe a seven-game series on our hands. Um, at some point, I think it, it's it's been shown so far in the series that. At some point, each team is going to have momentum swing in their favor. But it's just a matter of which team will be able to handle uh, or will be able to weather the storm better. And last night, that was Tampa Bay. The Lightning came out and snuck three early goals past Anton Kudobin in the first period. And in that opening 20 minutes, Tampa outshot Dallas 14-6. to So... 
the Stars just weren't ready right out of the gate, and that ultimately cost them the game. They did come back with a strong push, particularly in the second period where they put up 18 shots on goal, but Andre Vasilevsky, he weathered the storm for Tampa Bay, and he kept his team ahead by two heading into the third period. Uh, Matias Janmark did score a big goal early in the third for Dallas to cut the lead to just one, but overall, the Lightning were the better team in the final 20 minutes. They outshot the Stars 12-5 to in the period, so Vasilevsky and the Lightning defense were not tested all that much, not nearly enough down the stretch, and now here we are with an even series through two games, and a huge Game 3 coming up tomorrow night is always... That game kicks off at 7 p.m. Central Time. And one thing to look out for before Game 3 is whether or not Tampa Bay Lightning captain Steven Stamkos will be ready to go as we saw that he participated in the team's morning skate for Game 2 but did not hit the ice for pregame warm-ups. And his status for Game 3 still remains up in the air, obviously. Uh, And, of course, he's been out for the entire postseason with a lower body injury. He went, uh, he underwent surgery back in March. But could you imagine what a boost to the Lightning's lineup a fresh Steven Stamkos would be? Like, they've been lighting up the playoffs offensively without him. So, look out for Captain Steven Stamkos possibly returning to the Tampa Bay Lightning's lineup any game now in that certainly would give that offense a sizable boost against Anton Kudobin and the Sturdy Stars defense. All right, I think that will finish up Tuesday, September 22nd's episode of Locked On Blackhawks. Thank you again for tuning into the show, and be sure to subscribe and follow the Locked On Blackhawks podcast for free right now on your favorite podcast app, and you'll get the latest episode as soon as it comes out every day. And... After the show, ask your smart device to play the Lockdown NHL podcast for all the latest news from that Stanley Cup final between the Tampa Bay Lightning and the Dallas Stars. Thank you again for tuning into today's episode. As always, I am your host, Jack Bushman. You can catch me on Twitter at my personal account, at JackBushman2, or my Blackhawks account, at TalkinHockey, for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. For any questions at all regarding anything related to the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, you can always email LockdownBlackhawks at gmail.com or call 708-653-0572 to leave a voicemail. So until tomorrow's episode, thank you again for listening to the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.